This is the John Favreau is My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Hello, Monica. What up, bitches? <laughs> Why do I feel like I like drank a lot of coffee? I feel like because you had a Christmas ale, it, it translated to many cups of joe. I don't think that that's the same thing. To be honest with you, I could use a Christmas ale. Do you want a Christmas ale? I do want a Christmas ale. Let's crack one open for you. Let's crack a cold one open with the boys. Okay. Let's crack a boy with the cold ones. Ooh, that sounds better. I love cracking a boy with the cold ones. (laughs) I just love cracking boys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my announcement. I'm coming out as a vampire. (laughs) I am officially a vampire. (laughs) Welcome tonight. Thank Ah, you. Ah, ah. And we're back. With a Christmas ale. I cracked open a Christmas ale. A Christmas ale. Oi. God bless us. Everyone. <laughs> it's not Christmas yet. I'm sorry. Not yet. You can't have your goose yet. It's my propaganda. <laughs> we have been Christmas. talking about having a Christmas party, though, which is very exciting. All right. Everyone's invited to our Christmas party. My address is... W- <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. You're, You're not invited. <laughs> That'd be too many people to fit. <laughs> because we have so many listeners. Didn't you hear that we're like 125 in Thailand? Yeah. And the film and television category, we're number 125. So basically we're famous. So basically we're the armchair expert pod. Of Thailand. Of Thailand. Yeah. It's it's fine. <laughs> Even though when I go on Anchor and I check our stats, it says we have zero listeners in Thailand. So I'm a little bit confused about how that is uh, reported, but I, you know, it's fine. You know, I, I think you just don't believe hard enough. If you're in Thailand and you're listening, please DM me. We love you. And confirm. Thank you for making us 125. Or there are only 125 film and television podcasts that exist in Thailand. <laughs> Thus, we are last. But- that's a good point. That's you a compelling know, point. That, <laughs> this is possible. Fight on. Did Fight you on. go to USC? I did. Fight on. Fight on. How are you, Monica? I'm swell. Jessica, how are you? I'm doing well today. I can't see you over these flowers. A, you could move them if you felt like it. You know, I. that's, a, that's another compelling point. Let's just move. Let's just scoot them right out. Oh, there uh, we go. Thank you, Erin. I forgot what you looked like. Oh, even though you saw me five minutes ago. You have porcelain skin oh thank you you you. have the most beautiful skin mr bateman oh so soft so soft so smooth so smooth in case uh you were wondering we were watching american psycho tonight while we ate dinner yeah for no reason definitely not for an upcoming episode definitely don't get that into your head don't think about who the star (laughs) of that movie is because i have no idea what we would be watching that movie for no reason just for fun just because i like murder and phil collins murder (laughs) did everyone watch only moities in the building i haven't finished it but i've been watching okay i finished it and you said that the ending was good yeah i'll tell you guys the ending no don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to know (laughs) all right fine i won't spoil it for you okay thank you it is what it is i appreciate that i mean it would have been fine because it's such an obvious answer is it is it no, no, I it, didn't think so. Okay, it's not that obvious. <laughs> I wish Selena Gomez was in more things. You do? No, you don't. You I, fucking liar. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like making faces at Jessica. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to hear her Carmody voice anymore. Who killed him, Kono? <laughs> him? Huh? Wow. 
<laughs> You're too good at it. Will that happen to my voice one day? I hope not. I hope it does. Anyway, I, I, I don't really care about her voice. I think her voice is fine. It, it really distracts me, but I'm very sensitive <laughs> to sound. <laughs> Do you have misophonia? No, but like if I'm listening to a podcast and like the S's are too sibilant or something, I have to turn it off. <laughs> the S's are too sibilant? Yeah, like if the if like their S sounds like cut through the sound too much and Ugh. are too like harsh in my ear, I have to turn it off. Or like if I really don't like the sound of a host's voice, I will not listen to the podcast. Oh God. Like I loved, I love the concept of um that podcast. What's it called? Um, um, um. It's like, st- no, not stuff you should know. Though you're wrong about podcasts. You're wrong about podcasts. Yes, but I hate the way the host's voices sound. Oh, no. So I can't listen to it. Do I have a fine voice? <laughs> yes. I, it's fine? Yeah. Is it is it good? Yeah, it doesn't apply so much to people in that I know in person. Interesting. Unless I'm dating them. If I'm mm. dating you and I don't like the sound of your voice, we will not date for very long. I've liked <laughs> every person I've dated sound of voice. Well, that's nice. I think. No, no, that's a lie. <laughs> that's 100% a lie. Like if I'm really vibing with someone when we're texting before a date and then mm. I meet them and I don't like the way their voice sounds. And you meet them and they're like, Papa Shisho. <laughs> that might be a perk actually. If Papa I sound like that. Shisho, Chris Kringle. <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> Have you been impish? Or admirable. Impish. Impish. <laughs> Remember when you had an imp party? I did not have an imp party. You had a Krampus party. I had a Christmas party where you made me a Krampus stocking. Very different. Oh, that's not how Which I, I remember still it. have and I still hang it every year. It's not how I remember it. <laughs> it was an imp party. An imp, it was an impish party. What is an imp? I know it's bad. It's like, I feel like it's akin to like a goblin. An imp? Yeah. I hope we're not saying anything racist. Let's find out. I don't, I mean, we're not calling anyone an imp. Have you been impish or admirable? Let's find out. What is an imp? A small mischievous devil or sprite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's what I figured. I thought it was like, is it like Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream? Like, is he an imp? I think he's like a fairy. A Robin Goodfellow type motherfucker. (laughs) Maybe. You know? One of those imps. An imp is a European mythological being sim- similar to a fairy or demon frequently described in folklore and superstition. So he's a fucking imp. Yeah, I guess so. All I'm right. looking at an illustration of an imp and they're like tiny and what, what's the? How does it like monologue go? It's like, <clears throat> it's like to those motherfuckers in the back that everyone has mended and, and you know, everything will be fine. Um, uh, all the world's a stage and, and you and me are just the people in, in it. Yeah, that's it. You're so good with Shakespeare. Thank you. Did I do it all in iamb? Yeah, you did. I am the pentameter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Precisely. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Now back to the show. Monica. Yeah. Who are we talking about today? We're talking about the Juan and only Angelina Jolie. Oh, oui, she is très jolie. Is that oui. Angelina Jolie? Très, très beautiful. Bonite. <laughs> Bonite. Bonite. <laughs> She's très jolie, moins jolie. I'm just, I'm mixing. <laughs> what's the different? Wait, what's like combining Spanish and French? Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> Bonjour, everyone. Spanish. Je suis Monica. Je suis combiné au Spanish or French to make hacer, you know, eh. Uh, 
Finch. <laughs> I ran out of words. You said I am come <laughs> to combine. Je suis combiné las palabras de French. I would just like you to know that your dog is just quietly licking my ankle. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's very soothing. <laughs> Who needs therapy? Do you know what the worst insult you can give someone is? What? That they have cankles. That is pretty weird. That's so mean. <laughs> you and your fucking cankles. Like, that's mean. It is mean. It's mean because it implies that your calf is the same size as your ankle, which is not true for everyone. No, not for everyone. Some people, yes. And oftentimes it's a result of like a medical condition Exa- or genes. Well, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's, can be thin and have cankles. That's so mean. Ugh, rude as fuck. Rude. Also, like, obviously pregnant people have them. Yes, because their feet swell. Don't point it out. I just don't. I, I just heard someone the other day, like, in passing as uh-huh. I was walking to Starbucks, like, oh, my God, she has cankles. Oh. I was like, they were talking to someone on the that's phone so like, about <laughs> someone. And I was like, that's so rude. It's stuck with me ever since. Also, saying that about someone truly means that there's nothing else you could pick on about the person. So that means that you're automatically the problem. So you're focusing on their ankles? Yep. That's <laughs> That's an Achilles heel. No. You know who doesn't have cankles, Monica? Oh, yes. The one and only. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about her, okay? Tell us about Angelina. Are you ready? Yeah, please. Angelina Jolie, DCMG, which stands for Dame Commander of the Order of St. Michael and St. George. Wow. Yes. Is that from, from England? Yes, for her humanitarian efforts. Oh. She is an American actress, filmmaker, and humanitarian. You right. guessed it. Those efforts. Humanitarian. <laughs> she made her film debut alongside her father, John Voigt, in the film Looking to Get Out at age seven. But it was through watching movies with her mother that she became interested in acting and enrolled in the Lee Strasberg Institute. Whoa! However, she felt out of place in high school in Beverly Hills. So she transferred to an alternative school where she became a, quote, punk outsider wearing all black clothing going out moshing and experimenting with knife play with her live-in boyfriend oh my god dude okay do you know what i'm sorry i have to pause i have to pause the Uh episode do you know what i just realized what they are the olden times megan fox and machine machine gun kelly and courtney kardashian and travis barker yeah but like at a much less appropriate age Angelina She's Jolie like, was like 14 years old and her boyfriend was 16 and living with her and her mom. Oh my God. No, no, no. I don't, I don't mean them. <laughs> oh. I mean her and Billy Bob Throntron. Throntron. <laughs> we they are literally, <laughs> I mean, we, we know that kind of <laughs> They are literally like. They kind of are. We get like a resurgence of them every well, so I guess often. we'll find out if uh, the new four implode. <laughs> the same way <laughs> i guess we'll that see Andrea and they're Billy already did. like drinking each other's blood and it's stuff. don't don't talk to me about that all right well that's what they're, <laughs> that's what they're doing so they say i know okay 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 back so she stopped acting and aspired to become a funeral director and started taking at-home courses in embalming okay angie but then when the relationship ended she returned to high school and acting Thank God. Even though I would love to be embalmed by Angelina Jolie, that sounds fun if I have to be. You know, if you had to pick someone to embalm you. I feel like I would definitely pick Bruce Willis. No. Uh, excuse me? He's not an embalmer, though. Yes, he, he is. No, 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 he no, played no. in him, uh, no. a, a guy. He does the corpse makeup. Yeah. And that's it. it well, no, but he has formaldehyde. He was That's using true. it to pump. Oh, maybe he does both. Come on, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay, okay. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> her professional film career officially began in 1993 in the direct-to-video Cyborg 2, but it was her roles in 1995's Hackers and 1998's Gia that really gained wide recognition. Since then, Jolie has won critical acclaim for her dramatic roles, including many awards, particularly two Oscars, but one of only one of those was for a film. The other one was for like humanitarian shit once again. But technically, she has won two Oscars, um, as well as praise for her action star career. But in addition to her work in film, she's known for her humanitarian efforts, her work with the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, being the literal daddy to six children, and above all, her obsession with blood. Because, let me recap for you, her first husband, Mm -hmm. she walked down the aisle wearing leather pants and a t-shirt with his name written in it, written on it in blood, in her blood. Yeah, for sure. And then when she married Billy Bob Throntron, Throntron. they both wore vials of each other's blood around their necks. It was fucking weird, guys. So. (laughs) It was just so weird. Uh, Yeah. Her and Brad Pitt, though, they're normie. They're pretty normal. Normie. Yeah, yeah. But um, for real, Daddy Angelina is a very cool lady, and I high-key admire her individuality. I also do. You know what? I guess because because of the way that, like, the media portrayed her in my youth Uh she always came off to me as like a starlet yeah so reading and doing research for specifically this episode of the podcast where it's she was just this like little punk little punk asshole basically Mm -hmm. that was that's like super dark and like really like edgy yeah is kind of crazy to think about like it's it's almost like the you know when when you look at marilyn Manson and you question why he was ever with um, Rachel Evan, Evan, Wood. Oh, Evan, Evan, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Evan Wood <laughs> with uh, Evan, Rachel Wood. Obvi- yeah. I mean, obviously she's the superior in of that. Course, he's of also, course. he's a piece of sliced banana. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. Yes. <laughs> Kanye West. He's a bad yes, man. Seriously. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just so interesting to hear about and read about what she was like as a mm-hmm. child. And then also like, kind of how insane she was when she was a young woman yeah and i mean she had a lot of problems a lot she had a lot problems. of mental health issues and you know um i would say some pretty troubling behavior for a while but i am very glad that um you know she stuck around and committed to acting and did all of these movies that were way outside of her reputation i think yeah it's exciting yeah. Tell us about the first movie, Monica. I shall. <laughs> All right. The first movie we've got for y'all is Girl, Comma, Interrupted. That's <laughs> Girl Interrupted. It came out in 1999, written by James Mangold, Lisa Loomer, and Anna Hamilton Phelan, directed by James Mangold, based on the book by Susanna Kaysen. In 1967, 18-year-old Susanna Kaysen, played by Winona Ryder, is admitted to a mental institution after chasing a bottle of aspirin with a bottle of vodka. At the institution, she meets a number of women who deeply impact her 18th month stay. There's Georgina, played by Clea Duvall, her pathological liar roommate. Polly, played by Elizabeth Moss, a burn victim. Daisy, played by Brittany Murphy, may she rest in peace. An affluent girl with OCD and bulimia. And Lisa, played by Angelina Jolie, a supposed sociopath who pushes Susanna to confront her issues. 
What a film. This movie, I didn't realize watching it back how dork it was. Yeah, because the last time I saw it, I think I was probably like 16. Probably. (laughs) I think, I mean, I think that's the last, I I think the last time I saw it was when I was like 15. Yeah. We literally watched it in like health class. Really? Yeah, literally. Oh, wow. During our like eating disorder, like unit. Oh, We watched that and we read this other book about like this, this girl who had like an eating disorder or something. Yeah, I, I saw it. But I didn't see it like all the way through the first time. I saw it in pieces. And this is the first time I've seen it all the way through in a really long time. It's much more fucked up than I remembered it being. Oh, it's real (laughs) fucked up. It's real (laughs) fucked up, especially when you think about the fact that these are all like teenagers. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. There's some very, very dark, dark shit. And the whole cast in it is unbelievable. Like Winona's amazing. She's also the reason why the movie got made, which is interesting and fun. Um, Brittany Murphy is unbelievable. Yeah, she's so good in this. Oh God, it makes me so sad to watch this movie and then watch Brittany Murphy like murder it in this movie, like mm-hmm. kill it in this movie. Cause it was just so sad. She was taken from us too soon. I know. And then a little uh, Elizabeth Moss was like 15 when she filmed this. Yeah. So good. So crazy. Whoopi's in this. I know. I know. <laughs> I guess I never realized that Whoopi Goldberg was in this movie until I yeah. watched it. I mean, Jared Leto's also in this movie. I know. Oddly <laughs> There's enough. There's a lot of people in this movie. So many people in this movie <laughs> that like, honestly, I paid no attention to before. Yeah. Like in previous, like ver- like previous situations where I watched this movie. Right. I've only ever been like Winona Ryder and Angelina Jolie. The end. <laughs> the end. Oh, and I guess the girl from Clueless like at the time. Yes. Exactly. So <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um. So, but specifically Angelina Jolie, she is like mm, unbelievable in this movie. This movie got her her Oscar, which obviously well-deserved or at least in my opinion. Obviously. Yeah. And this was, this was a very, very big like year for film at the Oscars. It was like up against the sixth sense and American beauty and Magnolia and cider house rules. So much like 10 movies that were all insane. And this was the, she was the only nomination that they got, which I think is kind of silly, but I think well-deserved of everybody because like her role is just so, it's so unique. It's really unique. And she's like really full of fire, but also there's a lot of emotional depth. And then also Angelina Jolie has talked about playing this part. And she was like, I, when I read it and played it, I read it as if she's the only normal one of all of them. Wow. Which is like how it's really how she comes across. Yeah. Like that's how the character of Lisa comes across as like, I'm the only fucking sane one. And you people just aren't listening. Mm-hmm. And I have gone. I think she's brilliant. It's very like, you almost feel gaslit by her yeah. a little bit. And like, that's, <laughs> that's what I wrote down in my notes is I was like, I feel literally gaslit by Angelina Jolie because she, again, it's such a unique portrayal of a sociopath. There's yes. so, she's like dripping with confidence and like, she has a very interesting demeanor. Mm-hmm. She's very secretive in a way, but very forthcoming and forthright. It's very confusing. And yeah. you feel a little bit gaslit because she is essentially like the only normal one there and everyone else is, you know, by your depiction, a little bit off their rocker yeah. or like in a lot of mental distress. Yeah. And so it's just so interesting to see Angelina Angelina like against all of these other actors kind of do her own really sneaky thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's very it's very powerful. Yeah. And it's such a unique role, not just because of like how she portrays a sociopath or someone that you're led to believe is a sociopath, but like my understanding of sociopathy 
is that like there really are no exceptions as it's pretty black and white like a sociopath yeah. isn't gonna tell you they have emotions or like mm-hmm. try and appeal to your emotions because they can't yeah it's important they don't feel what's the word like empathy exactly and like towards the end she's like i like i swear to you i'm not like empty basically and that's what kind of makes you go like maybe she isn't maybe like her mental distress is truly does stem from elsewhere and it's something that people don't understand because it's fucking 1967 and nobody understood mental illness yeah i mean that's something that i think about a lot or i rather this movie made me think about a lot is like women and and we're gonna actually i'll also talk about this in in an upcoming movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) where she's also like (laughs) in a lot of distress um but she's like she is very it's almost like she understands her fate. Yeah. Right. Like she understands like she's in there and she's never really getting out in the same way the other girls are. And she's just very like complacent's the wrong word, but like she she doesn't really fight that. Mm-hmm. She she is kind of playing off as like the only normal one there. And it's really difficult for you to assume that that's the truth. Right. Because the movie doesn't want you to think that the movie's like, no, no, no guys, she's a sociopath. Ha ha ha. But then you think like for hospitals or like mental institutions of that time, mm-hmm. they put women in there for like hysteria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, it, which, you know, a lot of the times was like women getting their period for the first time yeah, or like women going through grief or something like that. So it's really difficult for me to like fully commit to this idea that she is a sociopath. Yes. Yeah, I almost, I almost completely agree with you where it's like, I think she's under some other kind of mental distress mm-hmm. that they don't really have like a name for it yet. Yeah. And yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with, with whether or not her character is a sociopath. Yeah. Actually. Well, I mean, and the whole time you're kind of admiring her performance because you're like, it takes a lot of bravery, I think, to be that authentic of a character. That vulnerable. And, yeah. And to play that character as big as she did um, and to have so many facets. But then you kind of boil it down and you're like, is she really being authentic? Like is, or is she using is she like false authenticity? Like putting on cut, a show. Exactly. Like performative. Yes. And I think that like in the end, that is the conclusion I come to is that there is a rather performative element to her. I mean, I don't think that she's like this deep down, this like wholesome means well girl. Cause she no. does do some tr- genuinely very like cruel things. Yeah, she wild. <laughs> um, she mean. <laughs> she mean and she also has baby bangs. But the thing is we love a girl with baby bangs, <laughs> but she is the only one telling the truth is the thing and even though it's not like the truth in the way that you want to receive it very brutal it's really brutal and you especially see that in the scene with Brittany murphy um it's she's being honest and she's the only one kind of like fessing up to all of this and like calling people on their bullshit which is frustrating because you're like i think that's what everyone should be doing in a in a mental institution (laughs) yeah and it's just so bananas to see this this institution as it stands during this time Mm -hmm. because like i feel like a lot of this shit would not fly today no no definitely not i mean it is a dated depiction i think of mental illness oh totally but on the other hand it is based off of a memoir of someone who like it's based on a true story and it was in 1967. So like, if you're being true to the story, like 
you're not going to be portraying it well because people didn't treat it well at it the time. It was like autobiographical. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like there will be these sort of like stereotypes because people only understood like the surface level barely 100%. of all of these mental illnesses. Yeah. It's really just about scratching the surface in regards to like mental illness, mental health, mental distress, like uh, emergency situations. Obviously like Winona Ryder is the... Um, is the main character of this movie. However, I have to say, Angelina Jolie completely steals that spotlight. Oh, she steals the show. A hundred percent. Which I think is, it is kind of the point of the character, I think, because she is constantly being like, no, no, look at me. Mm -hmm. Um, But her doing that is sort of like the vehicle for action in yes. so, so much of this like i don't think a lot of what happens in the movie would happen if it weren't for her oh yeah like it would just be a rather boring experience <laughs> yeah it would just be like less people would die but you know <laughs> yeah i was gonna say less people would fucking die but at the very least like i i think angelina jolie provides this like exciting like incendiary aspect to the movie that mm-hmm. wouldn't exist if it wasn't her playing it also like i forgive if you told me it was this movie, but like, wasn't she like going through a heroin addiction during this movie? Yeah. Like I think she had just gotten clean or was like just coming off of it. Yeah. Or I think maybe she was like in her, she was 24 when she filmed this. Mm -hmm. And I think she like got sober when she was like 22, but then she had a nervous breakdown like right before this movie or maybe right after the filming. I'm not sure, but like in this same year, which is just wild. I mean, she was, I think that's why she was able to do the role so well because she had so much of her real stuff to base it off of. Oh, 100%. And that's why like Angelina Jolie is absolutely like, she's considered one of the most beautiful women ever. Like on the planet. To ever live. And she has had this like sex symbol pushed upon her and she does play into it all the time in her day-to-day life like i think she embraces that and i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think it's empowering but i will say to go from that at its peak in the late 90s and then play this role and totally like flip the public's vision of her on its head was really wild and really really smart and probably very like cathartic for her personally to be like no i am so much more than that oh 100 percent. yeah i think that also Angelina Jolie is so like unconventionally beautiful. Yeah. Almost like like Sarah Jessica Parker in a way where it's like the sum of her parts doesn't make for a beautiful or like her the individual parts doesn't make for like a traditionally beautiful woman. But then when you like put it all together you're like, "Oh. Yeah. Hello. It, but Angelina Jolie she's like very doll like yeah exactly like she has like almost buggy eyes yeah so you think like okay buggy eyes it's not like an attractive quality but (laughs) for whatever reason they're like sunken into her face just enough that she looks like a tim burton character like i did not think that john voight's child would be the most beautiful woman alive john voight's not a bad looking man but Ah. like (laughs) i think he's like very normal looking i've seen national treasure a lot yeah but have you seen young john void he's just like a normal ass dude oh, okay because i've seen national <laughs> treasure a lot he also looks like a normal old man okay all right i'll give i'll give you that i'll give you that all right but yeah like never once did i think that his his daughter would be like the most beautiful woman alive but here we are here we are also can uh, just on an ending note on this movie as a whole like so at the end obviously Susanna leaves she gets let out because she's in recover or recovered enough 
But anyway, at the end, so Susanna, Susanna gets discharged and she's like in a voiceover saying, you know, like I didn't see most of these women again. Some of them, I know where they ended up. Some of them, I don't. That's just how it is. And I was sitting there watching and I was like, why is the thought of never seeing the women that I was in a mental hospital with again, like so tragic and awful to me because you all shared such an insanely significant experience. And then all of a sudden you're just like the end goodbye forever i almost think like (laughs) i mean i think with a lot of um like mental institutions even even today i think it's like a matter of i guess like personal safety like you don't want that's true the other women or the other people i guess to to know information about you i guess i get why but it is just it almost makes me sad that like they had this experience together that genuinely nobody else in their lives can relate to it is and then they're just gone Gone. and that is really shocking to me (laughs) it is super shocking but you know it is what it is. It is what it is. Angelina <laughs> Jolie completely stole the fucking show. Uh, and I love her little hand puppet. Oh, her little, <laughs> so good. <laughs> she's just all kinds of like, all kinds of waves in this movie. Like she's so up, good. she's fucking down. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, I personally think her best performance. Yes, I would agree. Like across the board of all time, her best performance. Yeah. I don't think that she'll ever top it because it was just, again, such an authentic performance coming from like a place of such vulnerability mm-hmm. and strength yeah that the end result was something that was pretty much just close to perfect as you as you're gonna get especially in a movie that's honestly pretty flawed not- yeah it's flawed in a lot of ways and like the shit her character goes through is just so nuts so bananas and the characters reactions to it are so also so nuts and mm-hmm. you're just like i couldn't have predicted any of this and exactly. she does a really good job of like you somehow trust her even though she's who she is even though she is i guess a sociopath yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah that was goral interrupted goral interrupted goral so now we're going to move to in another tragic film so tragic so tragic but she's oh she's so good in she's it. spicy she's so one. good this movie is too long though it's way too way long. too long. we're talking like it's like an hour too long uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so much in this movie that did not need to be in the movie it's too much. anyway this movie is changeling and came out in 2008 written by j michael strachinsky i would have never been able to pronounce i'm that. guessing that's how you say it directed by none other than clint eastwood not an expected choice, I think, but it's alas. genuinely the most confusing pairing I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, but here we are. Okay. Single parent Christine Collins, played by Angelina Jolie, returns home late from work and finds her nine-year-old son, Walter, is missing from their home. As the days and weeks go by, the case becomes the object of a campaign by Pastor Gustav Brigleb. I don't know. It may, that's how you say it? Who knows? Played by John Malkovich, who rails against the incompetence and corruption of the LAPD. Soon the police arrive with the news that they have found her boy, but when he's turned over to her, she realizes that, that the police have returned the wrong child in an attempt to bring an end to the public complaints about their handling of her case. Her attempts to get justice bring her into conflict with the LAPD, who will go to any length to protect their reputation. I have one word for you Tell for me. this movie. What? Gaslight. Yeah, girl. <laughs> the ultimate ultimate gaslight the ultimate gaslight honestly film. don't trust cops don't trust fucking anyone, anyone. 
<laughs> trust gone. Only trust yourself. And even then, only sometimes. Yeah, because who knows? Maybe you did forget what your child looked like. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Who when, knows? Genuinely, what an insane plot. And this, the more insane part is that it's based off of a true story. Like this all yeah. really happened. I read up on it. It was banana pants. Cuckoo banana. It was cuckoo kachoo. Like this woman is so painfully normal. Like she's just a single mom in the fucking like 20s, right? She, she, yeah. So she's she works as a, um uh what's it called? She like answers phones. The phone opera, but she's like the supervisor. Yeah. She, she's like, she's like the top dog yeah. of the, of this phone company. She wears roller skates. She wears roller skates. She's top dog. <laughs> she's beautiful. She has red lipstick on all the time. Yes. All the time. All the time. Because it's 1920 something. And you have to have your rouge. You have to have your rouge. Is that not cheek stuff? Am Ru I crazy? You can use it for both. Okay, cheek stuff and lip stuff. Rouge. Yeah, rouge. There you go. I have to have my rouge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's such a normal woman and she's placed in such a an unimaginably horrific situation. We're talking like I still to this day cannot believe that this even happened. Let yeah. alone that like they made a movie about it where I have to be honest made sense to me like where i was like no i believe that people would be like assholes enough to fucking gaslight a woman into thinking that like that wasn't her like, or that is her child when yes. it very clearly isn't it's not sure like that's the sad part is i'm like you know what believable like that <laughs> this this could actually happen yeah i just would never would have like thought it up myself you know yeah yeah it 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 is such an insane plot because obviously like the L it's not like the LAPD is no longer corrupt, but the corruption around this time period and following like into like the forties and fifties. And mm -hmm. I mean, even later, but like, especially now mm -hmm. was so severe that they would go to the lengths of fucking pretending that they had found a child that they had not actually found Jesus. just because they wanted to save face. And you're watching it. And you're just like, of all the, this is what you turn to. It's, it's fucking nuts. And she is just so scared and like she's grieving and but she's also mad and she's, she's also trying to like retain some semblance of hope <sighs> yeah throughout yeah. the whole movie even up until the end like truly just trying to hold on to like a sliver of hope that her child is out there alive mm -hmm. and like Honestly, I guess just baseline alive. The next step would be well, alive and well. Alive and well, yeah. Um, but she just wants him to be alive. But she truly just wants him to be alive. And and I think that like, I mean, he, from the get-go, the second that this woman loses her child and like calls up the police, mm -hmm. you know she's fucked. Yeah. And I think a, a, a big part of it is, you know, to your point, that the police was trying to save face. I don't even think that they were trying to save face. It was like they were trying to shut the public up yeah because they just kept complaining about their mishandling of her of her case and so like, they were like you know what let's get some boy to stand in for this walter guy it'll be great it'll be fine women are dumb they Who don't know anything they she's not going to recognize her child what kind of a thought pattern is that no, and then and then when she does meet up with them because obviously she's so excited the concept that they have found her yes, son she's like overjoyed and over the, the moon they're like well then why did you take a picture with him when you met up with him at the train station because she wanted it to be him mm -hmm. and she also wants to believe that the police aren't assholes like I, and I don't think that that is an odd way to behave. Like mm -hmm. I would also like to believe that they are doing all that they can and that they have found the right person. And 
if someone's telling me like, no, this is your son, then I would start to go like, okay. Is it? Yeah. Because I guess if it is, that's better than him still being missing. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, a large part of it is like, she, she so badly wants to feel taken care of. Yeah. She so badly wants to feel like the, she has people in her corner that she's not that this horrific thing isn't happening to her. Right. So I think, you know, when someone goes through like a traumatic event like that, they're in shock. Mm -hmm. Like they can't really, you know, they can't really decipher between like what is accurate and what isn't. And I think her saying yes to taking a photo with this non Walter is, is the changeling. Truly just a, a reaction to yeah. how how much trauma she had experienced in such a short amount of time. You're coming home from work and finding that your child is gone. I can't I can't even imagine it because I don't know what it's like to be a parent. But even unimaginable. Like my my imagination version of it is awful. So it's probably yeah. awful times a thousand. And so like imagine feeling like that every single day. Yeah. And then the police call you up and go, Hey, we found your kid. And for a split second, you're like, oh, my God, what what happened to him? Yeah. You know, and I think when she sees him, I think the initial thought is like, I guess this is like to your point. It's like it's better than him being dead Mm -hmm. in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, her performance in this is fucking astounding. So good. Like the pain that she has to feel is so monumental and it has nowhere to go nowhere because there's no one who will listen to her or at least no one who will listen to her in the moment who she can be vulnerable around and so she ends up blowing up at different points to different people specifically like towards this child towards the fake walter the Mm -hmm. changeling but yeah so she has nowhere to place this like grief and pain and anger and probably emotions that she can't even put a name to because she's like how do you describe being so tragically upset about something that people are telling you is is a lie dude i don't even know man (laughs) the thought of being gaslit like that is just it makes me like nauseous yes because like the whole situation is a nightmare period but when you combine it with police corruption and a very very poor understanding of mental health it's just a fucking nightmare it's a nightmare situation and she takes it on beautifully yeah the thing about angelina and this role specifically is i think she attacks it from kind of all directives right i'm a woman i'm also a mother i'm also a human being i'm also i was also once a supporter of the police i'm also someone who wishes to be taken care of i'm also someone who caretakes like she adopts all of these different like facets of herself to be able to deliver this stunningly on point performance. Yeah. I think this is the closest that you could possibly get to, to actually portraying someone who has, who has lost her child like that and is yeah. constantly being gaslit by the fucking police. Yeah. And honestly, like every corrupt doctor to and from Kentucky, truly. <laughs> I think that um, yeah. in this movie specifically, 
she lets loose in a lot of like animalistic ways yeah. that I think are really appropriate for this character, mm-hmm. but still are like true to the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She so, maintains like a level of grace. Yeah. That is very period appropriate, mm-hmm. um, but also like really beautiful to watch because I think it speaks to her character just like as, as a woman and as, as like a mother. A, a strong person that's yeah. like been through a lot and can kind of take, can take quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, like she has personal limits to how out of control she will let herself get. But when she does let herself slip for like a few moments, it's so rewarding to watch. Like yeah. I love towards the end when she like lets loose on that murderer. Oh my God. Who like says that he's going to confess if she Ugh. comes to see him and then he won't confess. And she's like screaming at him and holding him by his collar in his jail cell right before he goes and gets executed. It's gnarly. That's like mama bear type shit. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's so yeah. twisted and gnarled <laughs> and like matted. It's the way that she fucking does it is so, ah, it's so fucked up. It's so good. It's so good. And it really like, I was reading on the trivia of this that I guess Ron Howard like suggested her for this role because he was like, she'll fit her look fix fit the time period because she's so beautiful. And I was like, time and time again, Angelina Jolie looks at viewers and filmmakers and everyone and is like, yes, I am beautiful, but like there is so much more and I will deliver all of it to you. Yeah. And she does. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think like, I think as far as her acting goes, I think because she feels so deeply, she's able to resonate with large audiences in the way that she does. Like yeah. pe- people go see movies that have Angelina Jolie in them because they have Angelina Jolie. In exactly. Them. You're not going to go to a movie called The Changeling or just Changeling. <laughs> like what the fuck? I don't want to go see that. That sounds disgusting. Like no, that literally sounds like a, a horror movie that I don't want to. I don't feel like going. I mean, it to was go pretty see. horrific. There is a lot of gore in this movie if you're upset with child murder which i don't know why you wouldn't be um but like particularly i wouldn't watch this i really wouldn't watch this this was very difficult for me to watch because of mother i don't like any movie that features children being like hurt hurt in any capacity yeah it is really upsetting and the more upsetting part is that it was a true story and that like these series of murders did happen that's the saddest part of all of this yeah um but yeah, Whew. what a film. Zoe Mama. <laughs> we love you, Angelina. Love you. Monica, would you like to bring it home with our final film? Oh, dude, I'll bring it home. <laughs> this is the one everyone's been waiting for us to talk about. Is it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Maleficent. Ooh. Or Maleficent. Maleficent. Whatever you want. Whatever you want it to be, baby. It's whatever you want it to be, baby. Came out in 2014, written by Linda Wolverton. <laughs> or Wolverton. Directed by Robert Stromberg. Based on the story Le Belle Bois Dormant by Charles Perrault. Good job, Monica. Uh, merci, Jessica. <laughs> now read the rest of me en français. Oh, the aristocrat. You're gonna have to start that one over. Oh, can you not understand oh, me? Oh, no, I can't. You were speaking such good French. Ah, oui. oui. <laughs> <laughs> Reared in the enchanted forest of the moors, Maleficent, played by Angelina Jolie, a winged fairy of pure heart, 
falls in love with a human man determined to one day be king. But he commits a despicable act of betrayal that causes a darkness within Maleficent to emerge. No one is safe from her wrath, especially not the king's newborn daughter, Aurora, played by Elle Fanning, who looks just like the real Aurora, (laughs) who must suffer the sins for her further. I wonder, how do you say Aurora in an Australian accent? Aurora. 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 (laughs) If you're an Australian um, and your name is Aurora. uh, (laughs) Aurora. I just want the record to reflect that I'm genuinely trying. Aurora. Uh, meaty but no that's a roll give me a word a oh, rise of blights rise of blights rise of blights okay aurora 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 all right this movie okay for, first of all not only is this is an, an incredible film because i i really think that people were like that's gonna be bad but then we all saw it and we we're like that's fucking good no nah, dog it's one of the best disney movies i've seen like of the live the action live action ones yes remakes. it's incredible like, it's the, so good the story that they do is so good and Dude, it's so well made it's basically an animated movie again this is my argument for every live action movie that disney comes out uh-huh. with that's just cgi yeah. like the lion king no bitch You're like, it's live action lagging no, no it's not. fucking it's not computer generated imagery <laughs> it's just another version it's of another animation version of animation you idiot yes come on <laughs> um, uh, so there's a lot of cgi in this movie yeah of course because so like again that so that that's that's my argument for every like disney live action movie i've said this about lion king i've said this about jungle book they're basically animated movies yes but this movie, I'll give it to them. There's a human in it. There are multiple there humans There are multiple in humans, it. multiple human aspects so, to this movie. And this I is think, like Mary Poppins. Yeah. Half animated, half not. <laughs> I think the biggest thing to acknowledge about this specifically pertaining to Angelina is like how big of a shift this is for her. And that's oh, one of the biggest yeah. reasons why we chose to talk about this movie. Like, as you said, this is a heavily CGI'd fantasy Disney film starring one of Hollywood's most iconic, like bad girl sex symbols. It's just, it's, it was so unexpected, but she really wanted to do it. And she had a huge, huge part in how they portrayed Maleficent. She wanted to look really scary Mm -hmm. and she wanted to play the darkness really, really well. And I have mad respect for her for that because she did it impeccably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she is so striking and so powerful. Oh, yes. She's such a powerful lady in this movie. She's so powerful, but she also brings like an insane amount of emotional depth to a character that you're like, I never really thought about what this character's backstory is. But now that we're here, I am deeply invested and I am very mad at at the royal family. Listen, guys, I just always <laughs> thought the Maleficent was the dragon from the Phantasmic show. Yeah. And Disneyland. She's so much more than but that. But she's so much more than that. Quite frankly, this backstory is a lot more interesting than a lot of like the Disney princess stories. Yes. And and I was going to say Maleficent. Angelina Jolie plays Maleficent so beautifully and mm-hmm. honestly. And I think like the, the, the arc, her character's arc and like the range that she has from the beginning yeah. of this movie through to the end is so vast and it starts off as like this like little bud that blooms Mm -hmm. into this like very dark dark flower yes (laughs) and i think that you know 
she has said this in the past and obviously like Disney will never come out, like come out right and say it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she said this in the past, in the past that this is a, um, like, uh, her wings getting ripped off like that yeah. was basically a symbol for like, you know, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fucking scream that she lets out. Yeah. Whoa. It's one of the most like upsetting human sounds I think uh, I've ever heard. Genuinely, specifically Angelina Jolie screaming after her wings get cut off. Dude, it's like a a, a wince. Like I yeah. I literally felt myself like physically like wincing at her scream because it was just so insanely guttural and like so compelling. Like it, it, she was like shaking and it was just like a whole it's a whole thing. And I was like, oh my God, like she has so much emotion. Again, like going back to what I was saying about her earlier, she feels so deeply Mm -hmm. that you can't help but feel moved by just that. Like, let's say she's not an actor. Let's say that she never went to like acting school Mm -hmm. or like isn't really an actor, right? right? I think just her feeling so deeply is so compelling to watch. I would watch her in like a reality TV show if she just felt like this. It was just so... She's just so crazy. Well, her, like, I pa- love her. her pain is really, really dimensional. It yeah. comes from such an honest place, which like it has to, it has to be that heartbreaking and honest for us to like be on Maleficent's side, which it's really helpful that she understands that. I think like it's a very smart acting choice in, in addition to being like an emotionally intuitive one. Yeah. But like, she also has the pain of the fact that not only did this horrific thing happen to her, but it was committed by someone that she was deeply She in loves love with. the guy. So she's- losing that and it's just such a dimensional portrayal of pain and grief and you're just like this shit is coming up in a disney film i know pardon i know (laughs) here's the thing i've lost faith in disney as a whole yeah however it's so surprising that in 2014 when like wreck it ralph or whatever the fuck was like being released i mean wreck it ralph is a good fuck i mean movie. that's a good fuck that's movie. also an emotional movie i'm bad but that doesn't mean that i'm not good or whatever the fuck he says that shit is i'm bad and that's good and and i'm not good and that's okay or whatever the fuck he says <laughs> some shit it's deep that it's, movie's moving. that movie slaps <laughs> i don't care who I don't care what beef you have with Sarah Silverman. She sounds adorable as a tiny creature. <laughs> as Vanellope von Schweetz. Vanellope von Schweetz. Uh, but anyway, pointy cheekbones and all. Angelina yeah. Jolie in this movie is like, is like a, a beacon of darkness. It was like, it's like if Batman was an incredible actor and <clears throat> also had a way better costume. Right. It's like she's looming constantly and like, brooding constantly over this like lost love but Uh the thing is it's not even lost love it's betrayal it's this visceral reaction to feeling betrayed by the one person that you thought that you could see a future with and so her future her entire future is now just black yeah and bleak well and her freedom is taken from her as well a hundred percent because her wings were her freedom and that's that's fucking huge it's huge her uh, her entire identity is now shifted it's like she's a different fucking person because like that shit what that does to you forget it yeah it's like this like dark mark on your soul that you just have to like heal and the problem is she doesn't have the tools to heal so she just lashes out there is no therapy in the moles there was no therapy in the moles (laughs) she couldn't go to therapy no she had to instead become evil she has to put a curse 
on a princess. On that, the land. That is the therapy. <laughs> on the land. She does lash out a bit, but it's okay. Quite a bit. Her arc, though, is really, really amazing, like you said before, because she it goes to so many different places like i love how angelina embraces the humor of this character oh because maleficent God. is fucking funny she that this bitch, bitch has got a sense yokes. of humor this bitch got yokes <laughs> her scene with the fucking baby where she like so makes the good. scary face She's and like, the baby <sighs> smiles she goes like stop that <laughs> it's so good it's so good but she's also like really really smart and really cunning and like like we said before, her evil is rooted in emotion. So like you, you, you're not mad at the bitch, but then also like, as she, as Aurora grows up, like you see her start to soften to her and you see her, like her fear for this girl's future and her desire to be kinder. And you're just like, Damn. Damn. That is what we call growth. Damn, bitch. <laughs> Give me the number for your therapist. Maleficent, you growing. Maleficent, you growing, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> You're so and your booty. <laughs> and those cheekbones. And those cheekbones. Yes, girl. Also, oh my God. Did you know Angelina did all her own stunts in this movie? Yes, I did. I did read that. Insane. Isn't that crazy? You go, girl. She's so in shape. She's so cool. She's so in shape. I love this woman. This woman. And then they made a second one, which I did not see. I saw it. It's good enough. I didn't see it. Aren't they making a third one too? I have no idea. They're making another one, right? I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Who knows? I'm gaslighting myself now. Oh boy. Jesus and the Christ. listeners. Jesus. Oh my God. You should be thrown into jail. I will throw myself there. <laughs> myself. <laughs> oh, what a good and movie. Such an incredible movie. Honestly, if I could recommend any Disney movie to you, it would be that one. Yeah. And you know what? I will say, this is why I like doing this podcast. I mean, among many reasons. It's like, I always liked Angelina Jolie. I always thought she was talented. But like when... I was growing up, the whole narrative surrounding her was like, she's a homewrecker. She's a whore, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. She's just like this over-sexualized woman in action movies. And so I kind of like grew up thinking like, mm, Angelina Jolie? Really? Like, is yeah. she really talented? And then I grew up and like, yeah, I knew she was talented. But then like through this and like really paying attention to her acting choices, I'm like, no, she's fucking talented. She's so talented. And it kind of leads me to think like, is it from her, It's is it from who her parents are? Is it from like her experiences? Like It's all it's, those embalming classes. It's all those embalming classes. <laughs> it's all those embalming classes. Wow. That'll really teach you a thing or two. It really do, it really do. It'll really teach you how to be alive. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yeah. So honestly- my entire life, I grew up thinking that Angelina Jolie was this, like, classic just Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like, yeah. action star, sex icon, weird blood woman. And now I know that she is the weird blood woman and this. Yeah. And, like, a really talented actor who feels really deeply and honestly deserved that Oscar. Yeah, she really did. She really did, though. She did, though. She did though. <laughs> also, I also learned that Maleficent was a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, so so good. I think I wasn't paying attention when I first. It did come out in like 2014. It so did. It was, like, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. But I, I don't think I was paying attention because no. watching it again, I, I genuinely one, I developed way more respect for Angelina Jolie, uh, and number two, I was like, damn. 
They yeah. popped off. Also at the time I had no interest in watching anything with Elle Fanning. I was just like, Ugh, another celebrity sibling. I don't care. <laughs> Which one is Elle? Cause the Dakota She's one- She's the younger one. Who is Dakota Fanning? Which, who has she played? Like in, she was in I Am Sam. She was in Uptown Girls. She was in World War Z, whatever the fuck that movie. War of the Worlds. That's what I meant. War, yes. Um, War she's, I mean, she's been in so much shit. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She played Squeaky. Okay. Uh, I confuse them. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're siblings. <laughs> they look very they much look alike. They look really similar. But I have come to be of the uh, the camp that Elle Fanning is a better actress. <laughs> Honestly? That's how well, I feel. Because I've seen her in The Great, and she is unbelievable in The Great. Dude, the Fannings just have star power. They do. There's nothing you do. God and they're the beautiful. Fannings. And yeah. statuesque. I will say I confuse them a lot. Well, that's fine. You just had to remind me. They who have similar it. faces. So they have the same face. They do. They really do. <laughs> but different acting styles. True. Yeah. Very true. Monica. Yes. What have you dabbled in? What I have dabbled in? You crazy wench. <laughs> I dabbled in Friendsgiving. I oh, hosted nice. a very small Friendsgiving at my house. Yes. Um, I was supposed to come and make a tart as we discussed on the last episode. Yes. <laughs> but alas um and it was it was it was awesome i think i made a a bird that i'm genuinely very proud of i kind of wung it with the recipe (laughs) you wung wung the bird (laughs) i really wung it with the recipe there was blood oranges involved uh a lot of sage involved it was really fucking good make me that chicken honestly i will cook me that chicken i have to do it again so i can write down the recipe um and it was fucking delicious and nice. it, was, it was actually very nice to have like friends around my table again because i actually haven't really had anyone over for dinner um except for me except i mean <laughs> yeah but you don't count like i've uh, had like i genuinely haven't had like anyone over for dinner especially not at your nice new table the entire time that we've lived here during the yeah. pandemic yeah that's sad well i mean it makes sense it's a pandemic that's true i i, I, I yeah it just made me realize how much i miss like dinner right it's it's a it's a community building activity. I do like it. Yeah. I do like it. I love I love dinner. So I want to do murder mystery, but well, dinner. mystery dinner. But like dinner murder mystery. Yeah. I It'd think that's nice. a good idea. But like knives out theme. Right. If anyone's out there that can write me a knives out themed murder mystery dinner party. For zero dollars. For zero dollars and zero cents. But you get to keep all the credit and also you can keep the script and also monetize it however you feel like it. Yeah, yeah. You could go sell it again. You could go sell it again. I don't care. I'm not gonna take any credit. <laughs> I won't even take pictures. <laughs> we'll we'll be taking pictures. I mean, I won't take pictures of the script. Oh, we'll take pictures of the patty though. I'll just I, I'll also remove it from my brain. A la eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Oh, okay. We have the technology. We have the technology. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> What's in? Fire it up. <laughs> All right. What have you dabbled in, my queen? Um, I know what you've dabbled in. What my four door modeling? <laughs> I have a model in my midst. It's true. I'm a model now. Tell the viewers slash listeners slash only listeners. <laughs> um, my work, because if you remember, I work in fashion. Um, they asked me to do a photo shoot. They were like, oh, we're just going to get some UGC, which is user generated content. Yeah, that's what UGC don't know. is. It's, it's what um, we in these social... Just kidding. I'm not in. So I'm in communications, but it's basically the same shit. Yeah. So it's it's like like if you're a brand and then a customer goes and takes a picture and posts it on Instagram that's UGC, of them in baby. the cont of the clothes. That's UGC. Um, anyway, so they were like, oh, we'll just do this photo shoot. You'll get some UGC. So I borrowed a bunch of clothes 
And then we did it and it ended up being like a rather legit photo shoot and the shots are amazing. And now my work is like, you're going to, we're going to photograph you and everything. And then they're talking about like possibly compensating me extra to like do more modeling for them. It's just so cool. I know. She's a, she's going to be a paid model guys. (laughs) She's going to leave us and then it'll just be me. What the fuck will you want with me? I'll always want you. I'll always want you this way. Or whatever she says in that movie. I want you back. You know? That's not the right movie. No, I know. I'm thinking but of I was the, thinking a different one. The one with Barbara. No, not Barbara. Bra-bra? Uh, Angelina Jolie. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, She's right. in that. Oh, you were talking about her earlier. How I was. you hated her in this movie. A Star is Born? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, A Star is Born. <laughs> I'll always remember you this way. I also just didn't really like that movie in general, but we don't have to get into it. Hey, Bradley Cooper tried his best. He okay, did, uh, listen, it's not that he didn't try his best; it's that that movie did not have to get made a fourth time. Fourth time. Why don't you just go ahead and watch him in Licorice Pizza by our friend I will. Paul, my friend Paul Thomas Anderson, our friend Paul. Do you remember that time that we did um, that thing in the valley and Maya Rudolph was there? Yes. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Jessica and me and like some other people, we were doing some kind of a like dance benefit thing. It was, we were doing a preview. It was a preview. It was a preview for a show we were doing. And, uh, and, um, we saw Maya Rudolph and her and her kids because they were doing a in it. They were, they were in a dance it. recital. They yeah. were in a recital that was adjacent to the thing that we were doing. Yes, and she just looked so stunning. She was in a maxi dress. Yes, and she had on like really cool sunglasses. It was like, and, and she looked so. She, and she her had, like, fashion these, choices are amazing. These big like earrings, if yes. you remember. She just and I just remember looking at her, being like, she's so fashionable. Yeah, and I'm like, where do they live in the valley? Because there's no re- other reason to be there. They live in Woodland Hills for sure. <sighs> Oh, for sure. Think about it. I shouldn't have moved. They live in Woodland Hills. I got to find them now. I'm not moving back to the Valley. Me neither. Even if like, you, if, dude, if you paid me like a million dollars, I wouldn't move back. You there. would move back to the Valley for a million dollars. Shut your fucking mouth. I wouldn't. Just for kidding, a I million dollars. You'd probably dude, move I back would. there for 10 grand. Bro, <laughs> I wouldn't. Okay. To be really honest with you. <laughs> To be super honest with you, I don't uh-huh. think I definitely would have moved back for 10 grand. Someone said, here's 10 grand, no taxes. You can have it and do whatever you want. All you have to do is move back to the Valley for a period of time. What period of time? A handful of years, three no. years. No. Three years in the Valley you won't do for 10 grand. 10 grand is nothing. 10 grand is nothing, but it's 10 grand more than you had before just to move dude, to a co- place that would be cheaper dude, as well. Dude, it literally costs like 10 grand to move. It, do, it does not cost 10 grand to move. Can yeah, confirm. Does. Think about the security deposit and the movers. <laughs> I'm talking the 10 grand. It does not go towards the price like that. Pretend that's all taken care of. You're just like picking up and moving to a different place. That's already established. Okay, but what you. am I paying for? Am I paying for the movers? No. Okay. You're what, not paying anything. Okay. You're just getting placed there and then given 10 grand. No. Wow. I'm being completely honest. I wouldn't do it. I don't believe you. Uh, no, no, no. I have a number. I have a number. I would <laughs> What's do the number. <laughs> 1.5 million. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, for serious. Absolutely not. You would do it for 50 grand and I stand by it. I would do it for 50 grand. Exactly. <laughs> but not 10 grand. Don't 12 to, grand? Don't try to lowball me, Garcia. <laughs> oh my God. Oh you my heard Lord. it here. She's offering me 50 grand, no taxes. Yeah, that's exactly the deal that we just put out was me offering you $50,000, no taxes, I all can expense finally paid. buy my Trip cabana. 
Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you, mother. I was calling you a woman of means earlier. <laughs> you were, and you were correct. And I Because was I have 50 grand just liquid and ready for you. Liquid, baby. I did not like the phrase liquid and ready coming out of my mouth, but here viscosity, we are. Viscosity, <laughs> baby. You have a viscous liquid. Ew. Okay, we're going to fucking end this. <laughs> Let's end this now. As always. Don't, Don't sue us, us Daddy, Daddy Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> Good night, Monica. Good night, Jessica. Liquid.